Oh, hello there. Happy Wednesday. This is After the Gig. I'm Jesse. A couple things before we get started. It's kind of crazy, this pandemic thing, because can't do interviews and there's no gigs. So how are we going to be after a gig if there's no gig? But we're finding a way to make it through. Today on the show, joining me via Zoom is Mr. Evan Sanders. We have a nice little conversation that got cut off a couple of times. We talked for about 20, 30 minutes. Then something went wrong and uh, we lost everything. So we had to go back and start over again. But it ended up being all good. Went through a variety of topics. Uh, Really enjoyed this. And it was cool because we could see each other. Um, And uh, yeah. So I hope everyone is staying inside, staying safe. Tonight, I will be doing a live stream from my place in Providence. Um, That's going to start at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I hope you guys tune into that, doing another giveaway. So the way it works is you tip any amount to the Venmo or my PayPal. Venmo is at Jesse Humphrey. PayPal is paypal.me slash jhumphreymusic. Um, You tip any amount and you get entered to win the prize. The prize is a signed drum head by me. You can bring it to any show and have the rest of the band sign it. Um, I can't get them to sign it from here, obviously. But this drum head was used on uh, last year's fall tour and the winter tour. So that shows like the national, um, <clears throat> you know, the Boston shows, New York shows, basically all around the country. And uh, you can get that drum head. And also I have a backstage pass from Mohegan Sun, the Wolf's Den from November 22nd. Uh, So you have yourself a little backstage pass action as well. I'm going to add in an after the gig sticker. Um, If you, yeah, if you enter the, the contest via tipping, then put your name in the hat and the winner will be decided Thursday night. So you have until 5 p.m. on Thursday to enter the contest, and then we do the drawing. I'll do another live thing, pick a name, and boom, you're the winner. You give me your address in, uh, in a private message, and then I'll send it over to you. Um, other than that, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and you can send an email to me, afterthegigpod at gmail.com. Uh, please support all the creative people that are out there trying to entertain you and trying to continue to make a living while this all goes on. I've had a uh, you know, handful of gigs canceled um, because of this. Now, next week, another gig that I was going to be playing on my own has been canceled, obviously. But, um, you know, it's just everybody's dealing with it. Everybody's dealing with it in some kind of way. Um, but... We're here. We're still here. We're still going to keep trying. Uh, Hope to hear from you soon, and I will see you next week. Enjoy the episode with Mr. Evan Sanders. I'm not recording the video anymore. That's fine. Yeah, whatever you got to do. But, I mean, I'm also like, now, of course, I'm afraid this is going to happen again, but... Well, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. What should we um, do? 
What do you mean, what should we do? Like, should we start over or what do, what do we do? Well, you know, man, it is what it is. Sometimes this stuff isn't perfect. It's not ideal situations. And, um, you know, it's all, it's all the virus's fault. Definitely. So I think, I think your computer might have, might have COVID. I think it does. <laughs> it has the virus that causes COVID. <laughs> Speaking of computer viruses, I think my computer has a virus. Is this another COVID joke? No, it's not a joke at all. It's actually very scary. Um, so when I, you know how every now and then you'll be watching a video or something and it'll say, you need to update your Java or whatever. Um, it did that to me. And then I was like, okay, I guess I need to download the newest version of this. So I downloaded it and then it put a bunch of like weird programs and applications on my computer. And one of them is easy Mac care. One is Skyscanner, booking.com system special. I don't know what the fuck that is. And, uh, archive idea. Wait, and so I what were you doing that made this these get downloaded? You were watching porn? No, I wasn't watching porn. I was watching um I don't I don't remember. It was like YouTube or something. It was it was it was something completely normal and then this thing just popped up. So and it usually does. It'll pop up, it'll say you have to like uh you know, download the latest version of whatever. So you got fished. I guess so. I don't know. So what do you do now? I don't know. I don't even know what it does. It basically just went in and then this, this easy Mac care thing comes up and then it has like this scanner says it's going through all of your stuff and, and to find problems. And then it says you have 500 and some odd problems with your Mac and you need to, and here's how to fix it. So yeah, it's pretty gross. I need to get rid of this computer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but either way I went through that, but your computer, um, apparently also sucks. Yeah. And I can't do anything about it because I mean, I called once, but like, I can't take it in. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's not the end of the world. It's just definitely like want to get my money's worth. This thing is expensive. Yeah. That shit is super expensive. I need to get one ASAP. I think, I am going to get a computer when the Apple store opens back up again, because I, f- I don't like ordering stuff like that. Yeah. I like to go in and touch it and talk to the people. I don't. <clears throat> I'm the exact opposite. Don't. Yeah. I know more than you. Don't try talking to me about anything. I already know what I'm doing and I want this one. <laughs> one of my favorite things. This is a, this is a very interesting thing about me that I don't think a lot of people know. One of my favorite things is to go into a store very like read up on what I'm looking at. Like I know I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm very prepared. I've done my homework. I know what I'm looking for, but I like to go in and act dumb and have them explain what I already know. I mean, it's a good test. Be like, you know, if you already know what the answers should be and they're fumbling their way through them. Then you, then you know that they're full of shit. That is true. That is, I just don't have any, I just personally don't have any patience for it. 
<laughs> like, yeah. I'd say like um, my hell would be, um, you know, if hell exists, and I'm Jewish and we, we, we don't really, we don't really do the hell thing. We really ought to convert more people because we got it made. We don't have hell and we <laughs> yeah, drink. Also no we're commanded to drink on many holidays, but we yep. don't proselytize. It's, it's really backwards. And then now we're. We drink too, though. Gentiles drink. Yeah, but you have guilt over drinking, except if it's Jesus's blood. That's, That's like true, you can have that for stop. days. But otherwise, it's like, I don't know about the drinking. We're like, <laughs> get drunk. Um, even on Passover, which is going on right now, you're supposed to get shit-faced at that Seder. Are you supposed to get shit-faced? Four cups is... of wine. That's not... Yeah, come on. Like, that... Four? Yeah. Over how long? Well, it depends on how, depends how religious you are and how much you're praying you're doing in between. <laughs> depends how long your Seder is. Come on, four glasses of wine for, like, for, like in general... Yeah, it's a bottle of wine. Uh, yeah. Most people don't do that in one night, like an average well, person. Well, that's why I stopped drinking. Yeah. Because I would. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we don't really have hell either. But uh, so, but if they but hell, there, is there heaven? Is there heaven? Is there heaven? We don't really have. It's not clear. It's not clear. Like the afterlife isn't really a thing that's in scripture in a, in a specific way. So it's... Um, a lot of it's a lot subject to interpretation and Jewish mysticism and stuff like that, where people kind of like can form their own idea of what what it might be. And one interpretation is that your idea of what heaven is is what it is. So that's also pretty nice. Hmm. But that's, that's not nice. that's not like actual like scripture. But what if you're the kind of person where you think heaven is not that good? Well, then you kind of have no imagination. You deserve what you get. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, that's the right answer. But we don't really have hell either. But if hell does exist, my, to get back on track, my hell is like having to be purchasing a, a, a phone in a Verizon store <laughs> for all eternity. I'm, these these people, they just make stuff up. They literally make stuff up. They aren't. They're doing it out of preservation because they don't actually know. They aren't they're trained not. on the product. I remember in my young and stupid days when I didn't know that Verizon store was hell, I waited in line outside the store before they opened to get the new BlackBerry Storm. Ooh. And I remember that one. Yeah, it was like the first like touchscreen BlackBerry. Was that the one that you press you press yeah. down on the screen the and click then it clicked? Screen. Oh yeah. I wanted one of those really bad. So we're all in the store and they didn't I think it was something like they got nine in. And they nine opened times. the store and they hadn't really even brought them out yet because they were they were like still kind of waiting on them to come in. And the people who worked there were like not they were starting to talk to customers while we were waiting for like the deliver the shipment to like be made available and they're like <laughs> they didn't know that there weren't gonna really be any <laughs> and they were like so then they they fi finally happened they're like oh we only have nine of them but like while we were what a nightmare yeah and while we were like waiting for them to come out everybody was asking the associates all these questions about it and they had never seen one before but they're told to like not admit that <laughs> 
<laughs> so they're just like making stuff up about how the phone works. And I Dude, can see I worked, right through that shit. So I was like, I never want oh, to come yeah. back to I'm never buying a phone in a store again. And I don't think I did. Maybe one other time, but. Yeah, that's a good point. I I worked at Best Buy for a little while. I worked at uh, I worked at the Best Buy in Warwick, Rhode Island. And I worked in the phone slash like uh, MP3 section. So not only would I sell, you know, iPods and and zunes and all that shit i um i also like sold phones and phone plans and i could never understand like the the walkthrough of how to activate these phones so every time someone would come and buy a phone or whatever i would like i would fuck it up so bad because i had no idea what i was doing the same thing they don't really train people no, and, in I, retail and i didn't jobs. care yeah i didn't care at all so every time i would sit i remember this one time where this guy came in to get like one of those boost mobile phones okay. and he got one of those and i mean this was a long time ago so he got one of those and i uh i like opened up the packaging i did all the stuff that i thought i was supposed to do but then you know when you're activating these things it'll come up where it says like, oh, this person owes X amount of money as like a deposit because their credit is really bad or something like that. And, um, you know, some people, some people would, and you're like would 17 like, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah, and I have hey, this grown sir, person. Um, did you pay your sir, taxes this year? <laughs> I'm going to need $1,500 before I can sell you this phone. And it would say I think on you're the screen, in the like, bad checkbook. Like yeah. the, the, the would say, please collect this mo- this amount of money from customer before selling them this phone. I'm like, oh no, yeah. it's like, that's never going to happen. And I remember going through a whole, and there's, there's another person. I went through this whole setup of a phone and we're both looking at each other and I'm saying like, yeah, 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 yeah this is how it works. And he's <laughs> like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, 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 this is great. I've done this. I've done this a bunch of times. And he's like, okay. And then he gives me the money, pays for the thing. Of course, very next day, I get a phone call from my boss. And he's like, did you um act, try to activate a phone for this, you know, such and such boost mobile, whatever it was. And, uh, and I got like switched to departments immediately. <laughs> <laughs> they put me in like the car stereo section for the next month. I feel like that's worse. Some I like that you can do more damage there. I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I I worked at Office Max Store One. The founder of Office Max used to come in every week to inspect, and the, the managers really? would scurry around like little rats. Like, well, make sure all the ladders are oh, put away, and uh, all the all the pens are all the way to the front of that metal thing that they hang on. Was store one in Cleveland? Yeah. Mayfield Heights, Ohio. Oh, man. What a nightmare. And like nowadays, <laughs> I think this place would never get away with the way it operated. Like, you know, I was a teenager and um, I was an adult, but I was a teenager. And like, I, you know, back then I'm, I was 5'2". I'm still 5'2", but I was 115 pounds or something then, you know. Oh, my God. I don't know. And, they'd, and like, they would send us back into receiving to get, like, 
heavy things down, furniture down from a shelf that was like 15 feet in the air. Oh, my and God. It, like with no training about safety. Like that is, and you'd be by yourself. I worked like the last shift and there would, and it would be like no one really in the store and no one would, no one would, no, be no customers either. And then some asshole will come in like five minutes before the store, the store closed and want to buy a desk. (laughs) And then I would like, be like, (laughs) you would just like kind of inch it down off the shelf and like, Oh, Oh, okay, now now it's go, now the whole weight is going to come down, and you would just let it like fall to the floor. And be like, if anything in there is broken, I'll bring it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then there's that there's that um, that like blind trust. So the person comes in, sees you in there, and they're asking you for a desk, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, he must, yeah, he must know what he's doing. So is he this must made of a- real uh, oak. Yeah. Well, like- I don't know. It's one hundred ten dollars. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, they'd, they'd insist on putting in it, having it loaded into their car, which is also something that I had to do. And I would be, you know, you'd be like, you know, there's free delivery over $50 purchase. So basically any piece of furniture you buy would ship from our warehouse and nobody has to do anything here today. No, I can get it back. And then I would bring it out and it wouldn't fit in the fucking car. And oh. they would get the free delivery and this one had to go back. Because it's not like this is the one that's going to go to that guy. So anyway, this is why we're more than happy to play gigs in, oh my God. in a restaurant you, for whatever we're making. We don't want to do that. The bullshit that people put you through when you're working in retail is just out of control. Like the questions they ask and, you know, I had to do that shit with like TVs and stuff. Like I would constantly have to schlep around a bunch of bullshit it's just like you know it's like come on man i know this but but this is this is what made us who we are today this is what made us who we are today (laughs) um yeah and that is the reason why it's a good segue why i don't mind marketing and playing a uh a live stream show from my kitchen right because this is this is cool. This is what it's all about. I like a lot of the creativity that I've seen from from people and creatives, artists. Uh, I really like the fact that just people that wouldn't normally live stream are doing like their recipes and stuff and they're they're cooking and then they're showing like how their kids are learning certain things and like interesting little hacks like life hack things which is really cool um what's a life hack you learned a life hack i learned yeah um i just learned like a really fast way to take off my shirt so (laughs) uh like is it like this no it's not like that it's not like billy madison (laughs) you mean chris farley (laughs) chris farley yeah that 18. is correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and then he bites his finger. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. I just, it, there's scissors. I, I, yeah, I haven't learned. I haven't learned like a ton, but I, I was like just curious. I don't know. I haven't learned any I, life hacks. I don't think. Oh, I've yeah. learned a great life hack. It's uh, how to spend 
two hours sanitizing your groceries before you bring them in your house. Yeah. Yeah. That's Life hacks. Fun. Have you gone to the grocery store? I have basically just darted into Trader Joe's one time since all of this to get a couple things that I needed. Um, but I've had two Instacart deliveries thus far, and it's pretty hard to get a time. So, How does Instacart work? I don't do any. I go. I go to the, the grocery it's store. It's like Uber just... for groceries. Oh, okay. uh, but it's a, per, a, a shopper gets your list. <clears throat> they get everything. They like communicate with you through the app if they have to get replacements, like if they're out of something, which is like very common now. And uh, you can approve the replacement and then they, they bring it and you t- hopefully tip them very, very well. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're dealing with all the bullshit. Yeah, I could definitely go to the <clears throat> store. And personally, I'm not like worried about my personal health, but I just feel like if I have an opportunity to not go somewhere, I'm just trying to do my part. Yeah. The only thing I've done, the only reason I've left my house, um, I've been doing some exercise outside, which is very new to me, and I have bought alcohol. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) How much have you been drinking? Um, More, probably more than usual. Not a lot, but I feel like it's, it's weird. It's like I'm not going out to, like I usually don't drink a lot at home because I drink when I'm out. And now that I yeah. never go out, it's like there's no distinction between like what would be a night out and would be a night in. So like any night could be a night where I might have something. But I mean, yeah. it's not, not a problem. I just think like there might be instead of two nights a week, it might be like three or four. But, what do you what are you drinking? I mean, I keep I try to have some beer. Just then I will drink less. But um, I. I kind of, you know, envy your bartending skills right now. Cause now I'm like, Ooh, it would be fun to like actually learn how to make some drinks. So I've been, I bought a bottle of rye and, uh, I've been making Sazeracs. I was going to say, I, you put a video up of you making Sazerac, That's right? right. Yeah. That was my I first think, time. I don't think I've ever drank a Sazerac. I've made Sazeracs, but I've never drank one. There's a great app that I used to use when I was working. If someone would, um, order something really bizarre that i wouldn't that i didn't know um it's just called drinks yeah so, well so download not, that up and it has everything i mean of course it's easy to like it's easy to get information now about how to make a drink but it's hard like if i don't use i've never stocked liquor in my house so right. it's like it's hard to get started because you're like well i don't have any not only do I not have the alcohol, it's like, I don't have any of the other stuff either. So it's just like, it's like, this is a big investment to go out and be like, I'm going to make a Sazerac because it costs you $80 to get started. <laughs> you know, that's, that's so, true. Uh, yeah. But well, it's always good. It's been nice. It's, it's always good, you know, to have, have some of the basics. You want some tequila, you want, you want your vodka, you want some rum, maybe a little bit of dark rum. I don't drink bourbon. any rum. No. I really don't like rum. So I'm happy to have a, a bit of whiskey and just focus on whiskey cocktails. All right. Whiskey cocktails. So what you need is you need some dry vermouth. You need some sweet vermouth. Yeah, I don't you have need, those. I got bitters now. You need bitters. Exactly. But there's more than one you kind of bitters. And it's just like right. for the Sazerac, it was like you had to have the one kind, the Peychaud's bitters. Yeah, but those things you can experiment with. Like, I wanted to wanted, do a classic. That's fine. I got a bottle of absinthe. That will last me for 10 years. Yes, it will. 
Yes, it will. <laughs> I'm not drinking it. <laughs> no. You want to get an aperitif too. You want to get some like a, you know, a Campari or, or, or a Aperol, something like that. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Something, something like a little, little bitter tasting and then, and then you figure all, all the other stuff out. But I like a good orange bitters. You want it for fruit. You want to have oranges and lemons around. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually have a lemon when I made it. Now I do, but so yeah. I, it wasn't truly accurate, but it's, it's good. I like rye and I learned something because somebody saw that video I posted where it's just like a time lapse of me making the Sazerac. And she was like, I, you should just know that. Cause I, I had, um, I have, um, uh, bullet rye yep. and she's like, you should know that like the guy who is, like Mr. Bullet, it's like a real, it's a guy runs yeah. a, his company. It is, it was like abusive person and like sexually abusive and also like on the record being super like anti LGBT and, and maybe you can find a different rye to get. I'm like, yeah, I, I think I will now, <laughs> but I'm going to finish this one, <laughs> but I'm not going to throw this away, No, but it's, it's just crazy. Like, I, I mean, I'm totally happy to learn that stuff and support businesses that are morally aligned with me but i would have never like in a million years been like bullet rye <laughs> who said that you just uh, somebody i know who saw the video is that, is that all true i like did a very cursory google search and there was quite a bit of information that backed that up gotcha. i didn't really go into the detail and i didn't need to well I'll that's a, a different ryan that's a bummer i, I do like, like bullet, bullet. i like bullet bourbon too yeah, me too. That was like my go-to. I don't know. Do you want my, uh, do you want my world famous, um, uh, uh, old fashioned recipe? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So here's what you want. Do you like old fashions? Yeah. Oh, well, old fashioned. Fashion. <laughs> <laughs> um, cue the end of Jesse is an Evans inside joke. Yes. So, and anyone that's ever seen South Park. Right. You can be in on it. So what you want to do, and I really like using Eagle Rare 10 year. Um, that was one of my favorite bourbons to use for, for, uh, my old fashions, but you want to get the good Luxardo cherries because you're going to want, you're going to need that cherry juice. It's like really thick. You know what cherries I'm talking about? I mean, I got Google. Yeah. Sardo cherries, they're, they're kind of expensive. They're, but they are far and away make, make this drink. It's, it's the best, it's the best thing ever. Fair. Um, so what you want to do is you get an orange slice, like a half, half moon slice, um, about, you know, I don't know half half an inch thick or i don't know maybe that's kind of big but uh you know half moon orange slice you get two luxardo cherries and you want to drizzle a little bit of the cherry juice in there as well um a little bit of sugar you don't have to do too much it depends on how your taste um you know if you don't like so much sugar then don't put as much but i would not recommend not having any sugar um but you want to muddle all that up bottom of a rocks glass. Then you want to add in two ounces of the bourbon. You take a spoon, you stir all that up. 
you try to, you know, you make, make sure everything is kind of all blended together. If you don't like, uh, pulp, if you don't like a little bit of pulp in your, in your drink, then you can take that and you can filter it out into a different glass. But I like all the stuff in there anyway, especially with, yeah, with that kind of drink. After you do that, then you put the ice in and quickly you want to give another stir, make sure everything is kind of all blending in together, stir it again. You don't want too much, uh, too much, um, ice to dilute it, uh, cause you want to serve it pretty quickly after that. And then after you do that, you want to either give a splash depending on your sweet tooth. What I like to do is a little splash of, uh, Sprite instead of soda water. And if you don't want bubbles, you can do just a splash of regular water. But I like to do a little splash of Sprite because I got a sweet tooth. I got that sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is my, um, that's my old fashioned recipe. Sounds and good. It's pretty fantastic and f- kind of want to start drinking again. Well, when I, when I get that <laughs> stuff, you can, we'll have a, you can have a zoom tutorial with me. Do you have, yeah, but you can probably, Oh, and I, I forgot, uh, while you're muddling before you muddle that stuff, you add the bitters. Yeah. So two or three dashes of bitters, then you muddle. Forgot I'm just very part. visual. I like to like <clears throat> see the person and follow the steps and then I have it committed. It's hard for okay. me to like read or listen to instructions. Gotcha. Learn that about yeah. myself. But, yeah, you're a visual learner. But I'm um, an auditory person in general. I'm a musician, but it's hard for me to, like, I don't learn music by rote either very well. Like, I need to read it. Yeah. I need unless to take I'm my just coming time. up with, unless I'm, like, composing, then I can teach, like, I, I'll remember what I come up with, like, if I'm at the piano. But if it's um, learning my part for something, I, like, really want the score, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the same thing with me. I know, I know that, I don't know if what kind of learning this would be, but whenever I'm in the room with someone and they're trying to teach me a guitar part, and this has happened, this happens whenever someone's trying to teach me or show me something or whenever I'm trying to learn what they're doing, I just have them do it. And then I try to get it. And if I can't, and they're still trying to show me like how to do it. I'm like, I just need you to go away for a yeah. little bit. <laughs> yeah. And no, I'm I'll like, figure I, it out. I, yeah, I don't want people like looming over me when, yeah. while I'm struggling with something. It'll just make me like be slow. I don't like it when people watch me learn things. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm, I am the same. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty rough, <laughs> pretty rough experience. Um, when are you, when is accent getting together again? <laughs> when's anyone getting together again i have supposed to i today i got a notification on my iphone that said my boarding pass is available for tomorrow oh fuck yeah. <laughs> which is funny because that flight is canceled so something was just cashed or something it's like i'm definitely not i don't still have a ticket on a plane tomorrow but we were supposed to be traveling this week and we had already one thing canceled that we missed last march so we were like really busy getting ready for stuff um, before this. So when this all started happening and it was like all this frenzy of canceling and, you know, they're all freelancers and they're getting all this flurry of communications about rescheduling all of that. They're all their stuff. And like, it's just like, I wanted to, I wanted to just stop, just be like, just stop. We're not, 
we don't have control of this situation. It's not wise to be trying to reschedule things for any time in 2020 right now. Yeah. Uh, at least in our situation where it requires international travel, no matter what we do. And so we already had like, like one thing, like a while ago is like maybe August. And it's like, we haven't heard from him in a while because I think they're finally getting the message. Like, no, we don't really know that that's going to be possible. And it's just too much stress, like to plan it and just to have it be canceled again. Like just, just cool off. Yeah, cool it off. And, and and it's kind of something that we've been a little bit nervous, not nervous, but we have some stuff that's coming up in July and, you know, it's, it's a little ways off and I booked some, some solo stuff for, you know, June and, and also in July and I don't know if it's going to happen. You mm-hmm. know, we'll see. And it, and it's stuff that, uh, you know, is potentially lucrative and it just sucks, man. It just sucks. I mean, to I not for know. you guys, it's the livelihood. For us, it's annoying because it's like um, we're always just on the a very slow grind, like a very slow trajectory. And each time we perform, we just move up a little bit. So yeah. not being able to perform at all is really b- bad for us. But we've had uh, plans already, even before all this, to do an EP this year. So trying to refocus on that now but it'll definitely be tough to get that even though it seems like we should be able to just get it done um it's just so hard because like there's a lot of other life circumstances going on now too so it's just hard to be like oh and we'll spend a bunch of hours like undistracted yeah working on that so what would it what would your trip have been like what would it have looked like let's let's pretend that you're checking in for your flight right now you're like hey hold on i gotta check in let me get on my apps and check everybody in and here we go i'm packing i can't do anything tonight because i'm packing i can't go out i can't have my sazerac where is everyone flying from um well i'm it's in a boston. nightmare yeah we've got boston los angeles and toronto those are the north americans and pretty spread out at that. And then we have London and then we have a guy in Northwest France and he leaves from an airport in a town called Nantes, which is like near the Atlantic ocean. And, um, a guy who's in Northern Sweden, who's in a town called Schleftel. And so both of those two guys, they're always at least two flights because Unless like the French guy's going to Paris or something, but you know, we're like, we're usually going further away from people's homes. So it's always like connect in Paris and go somewhere, connect in Stockholm and go somewhere. So for the Swedish guy, it's usually three flights and sometimes four. Fuck. That sucks. It's just, it's yeah. And so this would have been one of, this would have been a four flight thing, I think for him, because we were going to fly into Detroit so nice and easy flight for me, um, direct, but for him, it was going to be three or four flights and then a two hour drive to where we were Jesus. going in Ohio. So it's pretty typical. And like a lot of these festivals we do are in, they're not in major cities, you know? And so you, you get rewarded with, a for your long, you know, for putting up with your long air travel with a very long drive a lot of the time. Yeah, it's great. But I'm not Sounds complaining. Awesome. And we get to no. see, we get to see stuff, get to see stuff and things and sing. Yeah. I, um, 
I don't know. I don't know how you guys, I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, did you guys miss out? Did you guys, um, lose money on those flights? Yeah. Well, the way, you know, it's like all the airlines obviously offering, um, cancellation without a fee and they're letting you have the like credit vouchers for future fares. But, um, that is a big cash flow issue because we're not playing the gigs that we would have earned the money on to be able to pay for those flights. And we're not, we didn't get refunds. So I just paid a fat credit card bill yesterday Ooh. with no, with money that we don't have, you know? So it's, yeah. it's very stressful, but everybody's in this situation. Who's a creative type. And, um, um, but I did read this past week that the U S department of transportation is putting their foot down because if, if the, if you didn't just can't like cancel your itinerary, um, if the flight itself is canceled, which a lot of the time is the case, but not all the right. time, then they have to refund you. And that's apparently yeah. the law. If you're flying, if it's any flight to or from the U.S., regardless of whether you were originating in Europe, whatever. So now I've, I got all these, we got all these credit vouchers and now I'm going back to the airlines for anything that originated or um, had a destination in the U.S. and saying we need, we need refunds, but it could be six or eight weeks till I get it. If I get it at all. Yeah. Well, I think you will. I mean, it's, it's an unprecedented circumstance and I can't even imagine, like, I'm afraid I have flights that I need to book for July right now and I'm afraid to book them yeah. because and it's like, are we supposed to book? We, we can't afford to book non-refundable fares. Who are these yeah. people that can be like, yeah, I'll just spend four times as much so I can cancel it without a Like, how is that a good use of your money? But, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one like we from our canceled tour in March. There's one uh, one thing I never heard back from the company. Still haven't heard back from them about about cancel it. Like their their customer service is so bad that I never we I never got a response. And Who's so it, what airline? It's not the it's not an airline. It was um, you know not that this is uh, would be that surprising that you might have a problem with a website called cheapoair.com. <laughs> But you do these things out of necessity. It was going to be like $3,000 and and they had a fare for 1800. So, uh, so they have like no customer service. And I eventually just called the credit card company and said, I'm disputing the charge. They need, you know, so I'm just going to have the charge reverse, which I've literally never done that in my whole life. But Hey, that's what, that's what credit cards are there for. It's like, I paid for a service that I did not receive. Yeah. I didn't receive this and I'm fucking, I'm not doing it. I'm not yeah. paying for it. Yeah. It's bullshit. This aggression will not stand, man. Will not stand, man. This aggression from cheapo air on my wallet will not stand. What are some of your favorite parts of pandemic staying inside? The board game? No. Pandemic, the board game? No, the real life situation that we find ourselves in. Um, One of my favorite things is to, uh, well, since I have to go to the grocery store, I feel like everyone at some point has to go. I mean, I need food and it's absolutely bananas. It's I don't have to go. If I run out of food, I will just order burritos every day from Los Amigos Taqueria. See, I don't, I feel less comfortable going to pick up 
food from a place where there's, I don't know Then you do are. touching apples that have been handled by 40 people? No, I don't, I don't buy fruit. I but don't that's buy the fruit. whole reason why I need groceries is like, I can survive on like stuff that's not, fr- fr- you know, canned, yeah. and, but I like gotta have some produce and that's the stuff that goes bad and you, you can't buy two weeks worth of produce and have it stay good. So that's what's yeah, well, driving I, me crazy. You asked what I my favorite lettuce. thing is. That's my least favorite. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But being, being in the grocery store itself is watch Cause they, they put down all of these, I don't know if it's every grocery store, but in the one I go to, they put down all of these like tape. Yeah. They had it like Trader Joe's. Well, really they just had it outside while you wait to get let in. Cause they were only letting 25 people in the store. So an East side marketplace where I go, it's like everywhere. It's everywhere inside the store. So there's tape arrows directing traffic and telling yeah. you where to go so you don't so, you, you only go one one way down an aisle yeah so you're not breathing into anyone's face i guess but everyone's wearing face masks now uh everyone has gloves on so you feel like relatively good except for those that one like old rhode island uh lady who's like i don't care and and they don't go in with anything they're not wearing any gloves they're not wearing any <laughs> they're coughing over everything um because of en- emphysema but i love to see all of these people like these people and how they react in these situations with other people and there was this one guy in particular that i came across in the market yesterday it was either yesterday. Actually, no, it was today. And he would literally jump out of the way when anyone would even, even like come relatively close to him. So like I would be coming around the thing and yeah, he was like, Oh, 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 and I'm like, bro, get out of here on edge. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. You don't belong here. <laughs> and he's one of those, like, he's he was just kind of this, uh, you know, this, uh, older guy, kind of skinny with, like, dad jeans, like a, li- a, like a light wash dad jean and uh, a button-down flannel shirt. And, and uh, he had the mask that has, like, the two... Filt like the big filters on the side where oh, you God. sound like, <laughs> and uh, man, every time he would, <laughs> it was just anytime he walked by anyone, he was like, Oh, and then when you would, when everyone was paying for stuff, I was in line kind of around the same time as him, and then he would look around at like other people to try to, um to try to get their attention, be like, do you believe what this other person's do? Believe what this guy's doing in front of me, like standing here, like near me. And he was trying to, it was just very, very strange. It was very, yeah. very strange. And there was a line situation <laughs> at the, at the grocery store today where, cause no one can stand. They have the tape marking off like six feet, but people were like not going up to the line. So everyone was kind of in line in the aisles, which was getting in the way of people trying to get through. And it was just like a clusterfuck. It sucks. And that was at eight o'clock this morning. And that's your favorite thing about the pandemic? 
No, my favorite thing is the people and watching how they is, is the people watching. Yeah. When I have to, when I have to participate and interact with these people, then I'm having a bad time. I don't know. Uh, I haven't really interacted like, cause I'm really haven't been gone into stores and when I've been out running, I like there's people in Brookline have been really, and they've been pretty good. I think about the stay inside thing. It's just not that congested and. I run way around people. I try to smile at people. Well, now if we start wearing, if everyone's wearing masks, you won't see it. But it's like, you know, we don't have to like be like, like treat everybody like each other, like zombies. Um, But well, are we supposed to to treat people like they have it? Are we supposed to treat people like they have the disease? You can't smile at someone who has a disease? No, because they're sick. Right. You can't catch it from smiling. That's not what I heard, man. I mean, you could, if you're smiling and then someone like sneezes into your smile, then you could get, definitely get it that way. That's true. My favorite thing. Um, mm. And it doesn't have to be I like, music related. I like catching up with people. Like it's inspired, like it's weird. It's like, it's not like all of a sudden because we're all doing this, like that, like why, why wait till now to talk to someone you haven't talked to anyway for a year, but it's just brought that out in people. And it's, it, even if we're all like stressed about stuff, it's just been nice to check in with people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, that's a good point because I guess in, to speak to that, like my family, we did a zoom, we did a zoom family kind of meetup. And I got to see my cousin's baby. They got to see Ethan. And and it was like the first time. Yeah, we don't do that very often. Yeah, and it's, it's like you realize you've had this technology at your disposal for a while. And, you know, you just have these weird barriers that, like, keep you from engaging with, like, you and your own family. And it's like, there's no excuse. We all have computers. We all have phones. It's very easy to just be like, boom, join me. And so, like, even just, like... You know, the other night I had you like you you, you know you can't, you kind of missed it, but you you saw us playing like a game online, and it's like yeah. doing stuff like that with people who are all over the world that we could have been doing it before the pandemic, but now that now that we don't have any other way to entertain ourselves, all of a sudden we can do this really fun stuff and like get creative with how to how to how to do it. So I, like that's been cool. Like I haven't felt super socially isolated. I miss going out and like I like living in a city and I miss I miss that and I definitely miss people, but um like I I've, I've, I've done the best like I've definitely done the best I can. Yeah. It's been I, interesting man. to be on dating apps right now. See, that's a thing. So I I only know this through through like you and that there is online dating via like zoom. I don't don't understand how it works. It can only go to a certain point. I haven't talked to anyone else who's doing it, but like, like all the apps now, when you log into them, they say like, do not meet. You should do not meet in person. You should, you should arrange. If you're going to want to talk, you should arrange a video meetup. So they're all like, you know, discouraging getting together anyway. So I suspect a lot of people are, you know, maybe give, give up on it for a while. But it, I think there's been some data that show that the, the people are actually pretty active because they want to they, they are feeling isolated and they want opportunities to connect with people, even if it's not like what they're ordinarily would be 
um, on the apps for. Yeah. I am, in, I enjoy the isolation to, to a certain point. Like I also like to, I like to, uh, go out and, and like drive around. So that's, I mean, that's pretty safe and, yeah. and, and isolated, but, um, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a certain point where I'm like, all right, I've had enough and I need to go do something. Yeah. I, need I definitely to, don't, I need to go I see don't feel stir crazy yet or anything. I miss my family. Cause I know that everybody's struggling in their own way. And I just hate, like, I hate not being able to do anything about it, but, um, no, dude, I mean, that's that honestly, you know, I, I, I'm half joking when I say that I, I, I like the isolation. I mean, the worst, the worst thing in the world is not being able to have my family, like, yeah, see, see my son and like hold my son. So it's like, that is really difficult. Um, but everyone has been doing like my parents have been cooking food and like leaving it here or like they'll leave it outside. I'll go pick it up. And my brother brought me, uh, brought, uh, Jen and I like an Easter dinner, uh, the other day, which was like, you know, it's, it's just, it's nice. It's nice that everyone's finding ways to do their part by staying apart and staying home, but also just reaching out and connecting and do and doing good, good stuff uh, yeah. for, for other people. So, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. um, but I mean, I think, it, I think all this different use of technology has been, has been cool. And, you know, we talked about it before, before the break, but like, I've been really enjoying doing the live streams. I think it's been a way for me to, um, connect with people online that might not have necessarily known that I could sing or play guitar that, you know, just knew that I was the, uh, the drummer guy in carbon leaf. But, um, it's given me an opportunity to have just as many people watching me and, uh, to kind of spread the word of what I'm doing, uh, as it is for, you know, a venue like Rockwood Music Hall to, to stream other artists and have them be like them put on virtual shows. Like I can just do that myself, try to come up with a creative way to get people to listen to it and, and also contribute, support it, tip, um, you know, and, and then offer them things like giveaways and stuff like that. And it's been, it's been like, it's been a cool opportunity. I feel, yeah. I definitely feel like I've been do doing something worth doing for sure. Um, and I hope other people feel the same way, uh, about what their experiences in the quarantine, but definitely, um, so like work for you has been, has been like crazy, like crazy busy. I don't understand like how, so explain that to me. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I work for a, I work for university and everybody's hustled to like figure out how to keep school going. So is is school, school is happening. Yeah. School's happening. School's happening. I mean, I work for a medical school, so certain things can't happen. The students aren't allowed to be in hospitals right now. So 
clinical education like is halted. So they, so the challenge there was to figure out what can students do instead. And nobody, you know, it's Harvard. So people don't want to be like, just give them a break. It's like, no, we have to like be the, we have to be the best and be overachieving. So it's like yeah, well, I mean, it figuring is out stuff for them to do. So it's like just been a lot of hustling and then, you know, just a lot of communications with people to get them comfortable with using the technology and, and all that. But honestly, it's kind of been good to be, to be needed yeah. Um, and like that, va- like I've, I've felt valued in a way that isn't, isn't always like the case because like they, it's clear that like they express that it's clear that you, like we're needed, you know, people, yeah. people on my team and stuff, but yeah, it's a lot of unknowns. Like we kind of only ever planned out a little bit in advance now. And it's like, we're trying to figure out what are people going to do in May and June? And what if students aren't allowed to come back even in the fall? And like, we don't even know whether we can or not. So then it's hard yeah. to plan. So that's just kind of whatever. It's a lot of meetings. I mean, I'm on the computer. I mean, I'm on the computer all the time anyway at work, but it's like, you get some breaks, you know, you go to a meeting and you don't bring your computer. <laughs> so yeah. This is like all the meetings are on the computer. So you go to the water cooler and get, there's to a lot of up. days where it's just like by three o'clock, I really haven't done any, I really haven't gotten up except to go to the bathroom and get some lunch. Um, so it's, it's, it's a balance. What are some but of the I'm things? Doing that, okay with it. Sorry. Sorry. To interrupt you. Uh, what, no, what are some of the, uh, the things that the students will do in, in, uh, in lieu of clinical, stuff there there's like you know pieces of the curriculum that don't really require that so they tried to one thing they've done is rearrange it so students can do something that they need to do later anyway but like dump them all in it now like stuff that like normally there would only be 30 people doing it but this time we're we're just gonna have all 100 if you do it because you all need it later anyway stuff like that so it's just like standing up you know these kind of course experiences very fast and <laughs> ways that we're not used to doing. Interesting. Yeah. I, oh, man, it's boring, but it's part of my life. It's boring. It's part of my life. I did over a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice man. Um, I know I'm, I'm struggling, I'm struggling to, to remember some things that we talked about earlier. Um, well, we, the, the, the best part of the stuff that we lost was about what app do you use? What app? No. Well, well, all right. Well, that's a challenge for you guys because you were basically what accent does is essentially what everyone during the pandemic is trying to do. They're trying to collaborate with people. They're trying to come up with interesting ways to, um, to reach new audiences and also, uh, keep their current audiences interested. Yeah. So, and we've had this inside joke for the longest time. Uh, I'm just going to repeat myself. Yeah. We don't have it. And then we have it. And then we will have, and then we'll just have it. But, um, for the longest time, Ever since the beginning of like YouTube days, when all the guys in my group were doing their own thing on YouTube and all these multi tracks, and they'd have these like one person in six different boxes. And if you look at the YouTube comments for all those old videos, like back to 2009 and 10, it's like, what app did you use to do it? So it became like an inside joke that like people just can't, A, they're not resourceful enough to like fig- 
to like look up what how to do video editing or audio editing yeah and b they like they think that it's like easy like we use some app called we used a program on our computer called easy acapella video maker <laughs> and like it just does everything for you um <laughs> and now there is an iphone app that will kind of do approximate it but we don't use that even now except for like funny little ditties that we do so it's like we've been you know the number of people that i've had contacting me since this whole thing started with basically that question <laughs> hey i've been watching your stuff for a long time what app do you use to <laughs> and it's like we're just like having flashbacks to because we haven't been asked that in a while but now, like you said, everybody wants to do it. So, and I've been very gracious. I've answered people's questions, but it's like a broken record. I'm like, I, sh- I should have just hosted one like live video and then shared the link out to that. Who anyone who asked after that? Oh <laughs> yeah, would have been more efficient. But um, that's a great idea. But of course, I want people to. I want people to do it, like to be able to do it. But sometimes they're just not. They don't realize that it's actually a lot of work. It isn't like an app that's doing the work. It's like we record all of our audio, you know, one track at a time that gets, you know, edited and mixed and it, you know, it's recorded well, like people, like it's performed well. So it's usually there's not a lot of editing that needs to be done to begin with, but we have a whole workflow for that. Then that gets mixed and then we do a video and then we do these fucking unreally annoying video edit projects that are awful to put together. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's how we did it. Um, and then you have people who are like, I want to have my whole choir do it and they don't have any mics or cameras. And I'm like, Hmm, but, but then, uh, I've still seen people get pretty creative and do quite a bit of uh, good work with just having their students use their iPhones voice memos and stuff yeah and mix it together from that which that to me would be even more painstaking because it's like to get that to sound really good yeah you know you got to spend a lot of time so but i've been very impressed by what especially people who like have never done it before then they ask me for advice and then a week later they had something and it's like oh it's like wow people are willing to put the work in but they needed a, a kick in the butt to to, to finally learn it. Yeah. Well, the original idea of like, Oh, I want to do this thing. This person's doing it. So I'll just take the, take the information from them and, yeah. and just be able to do it. And like you said, there's so much work that goes into all these things and, and conceptualizing and then, you know, taking the video, make sure, making sure all the, the white balance and the colors are all oh, the God. same. And, you yeah. know, and I know you had a situation with that, um, because you're all in different places and the lighting's yeah. not going to be the same and you're trying yeah, to make it look that's the worst. Yeah. Oh, there's another thing that is also like a total trope that we just hear over and over again. Um, and we would hear it anyway, like even in the past when people would like once in a while ask us for advice. But now it was like the number of people I've seen posting something on Facebook that's like... I tried to have a rehearsal with my group over Zoom, and for some reason, it yeah. just doesn't sound good at all. And like, it's so out of sync. And it's like, and they're like, what app are people using to rehearse <laughs> with their group? What app do you use to rehearse? And I'm like, let me let you in on a little secret. We don't rehearse. Yeah. You can't do it. Don't try. <laughs> Yeah. It's like you won't be in sync. Like and it's it it sort of just eludes me that people don't even if they're people who haven't like produced music, you 
with like on their own before. It's just like, have you ever been on FaceTime and known there's a lag? Like, how could, well, how could you think that you could have everybody? <laughs> if you don't know what the word latency means, you know, and it's something, know, it's something it's that just, we deal with all the time, even but it's when that you're they, in the same they, they do it and then they experience the issue. Right. And then their instinct is to not have learned that it doesn't work, but to post on Facebook. What? Is there something I can do in Zoom to make it better? Yeah. It's like, no. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. To me? It's like, yeah. I don't know. We had a good count off. It was like three and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like machine guns going off. <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah. I, I I don't know. When, 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 when people ask about stuff with like coming at it like they have any kind of knowledge <laughs> in it like something like that and they haven't gone through the the, the steps to figure things out is just uh you know well we're like we're lucky that we do have youtube and and outlets that you know there are videos out there that'll walk you through things and i have been guilty of going to youtube and, and figuring out how to edit edit video on iMovie which i am so bad at um iMovie is just not good for like it sucks. sophisticated. It's fine for like one video. Yeah, I'm not very sophisticated in general and definitely not sophisticated when it comes to editing anything. But I mean, I've definitely sat down and I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that even someone like me that would have never have even tried to edit a video myself and, and put something else out like that. I'm doing it. I'm trying to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad people are building skills, but selfishly, I'm also really glad that people know how hard it is. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the, maybe they'll bug me less. Yeah. True. No, I'm just kidding. True debt. I'm just kidding about that. Um, tell me the story about when you got that hat. I'm wearing a Pabst blue ribbon trucker hat and it was free. Because there was a PBR promotion when Love in Stockholm was playing a gig on Long Island. On Long Island. Block, Block Island. Island away, which is a way better island. <laughs> it's time for dinner. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very different island. We did play a gig on Long Island, though. Um, yeah. And we left and, and we left with a horse trailer. <laughs> yeah. That, but that's for another day. <laughs> for another. We should tell that story. I love telling that story. Yeah. We should tell that on a future episode. Okay. Um, it's one of those things that you can look back into when they tell you one day you'll look back on this and laugh. And in the moment you're like, fuck you. Yeah. But then you do. It's really funny. You sure do. It's anyway. And in the moment so, yeah, I was we, definitely like, fuck this. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. We were on Block Island and there was a random PBR promotion and we got a bunch of PBR swag and I love the hat. It's just a comfortable hat. It, I, I have a hard time with hats because I don't like wearing you know, adjustable, hat. like everyone wants to have a nice fitted hat and all that stuff, but hats don't really fit me. But the snapbacks are the new thing, man. It's I'm not even aware. I don't really wear hats. People like snapbacks. They don't but want the this one is just, anymore. it's cause it's the trucker hat. So you got the mesh mm -hmm. and it's a soft front and it's just like, it's just, my head doesn't look like it's the wrong size. <laughs> it looks for great. The planet. I remember that being a pig roast. And it was, and it I, was like a barbecue. That was the first pig roast I'd ever been a part of. I remember being kind of weirded out that 
Oh, that there I was, ate a lot. I did too. There was an, that entire pig just looking at you. And, um, man, I remember that being such a fun weekend. I want to do, I'm actually going to do that. I'm not doing Captain Nick's, but I scheduled, um, I'm doing a weekend at the National Hotel. Is that the one right on the white one right on the, yep. Right off the dock. Yep. Right nice. off the dock. Um, definitely not where we were put up. Well, they, they also have like a bunk, bunk, oh no. bunk, bunk room kind of situation, but I'm hoping that they won't be at hundred percent capacity and I'll be able to, who are you playing that gig with me, myself and I, man. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you do, when's that? It's June. Um, it's June. Hold on. Let me, let me grab my calendar. Oh, if we're allowed to, if we're allowed to leave our neighborhoods, then I, well, that's, come. yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's just, it's just one of those things where you don't know. And, you know, I've been it, as a solo, as a musician and someone that, you know, is a private contractor, you have to follow these leads wherever they go. And this one, turned out to be fruitful, which doesn't always happen. And it's just nice that it's a place that I love so much, Block Island. And, um, the, uh, the person that books it is a very lovely woman that was a pleasure to deal with. And, um, and her name is Flo. <laughs> her name is Julie. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's June. It's the weekend of June 19th. So I do a Friday night performance, on the night, just writing it down. Yeah, Tw- Friday, June twentieth. I do a morning, morning thing, and then mm-hmm. also at night, and then on the at Sunday night. I do a a morning performance. And then I go home. I wrote it down. Thank you. Um. So yeah, I mean, hopefully that ends up being a thing that happens, and then I'm also doing it again in August. Um, that'll be August. 14th through the 16th. Well, by then we'll definitely either be allowed out or dead. So either one, I hope, I hope we'll have it all figured out. Yeah, man. Um, anything else you have going on that you want to tell the people? Uh, I got to sing with Bobby McFerrin before all this went down. So I'm pretty happy about that. Tell us about like, Old thank body. God that that was kind of my last hurrah, man. It was fun. We, we just like, I got amassed in this group of singers and, um, you know, most people, like a lot of people you go, I'm singing with Bobby McFerrin and they go, who's that? And then you go, he's saying, don't worry, be happy. And they go, oh yeah. yeah. But he doesn't really define himself by that song. Um, and in, in reality, he's, He's uh, really known for quite a bit else, um, but his the way he gigs now, and I'd never I'd seen stuff on video, but I'd never been to a Bobby McFerrin gig. But the way he does the gig is it's completely improvised, completely. Really, he just starts singing, and usually he has some singers with him on stage, and they kind of join in and they do this called circle singing, circle songs, and it's just basically just it's just imp- improvising. It's, you know, there might, there's not like a specific form. It's not, it's, it's really just vibing together. Huh. And so he had, there were 16 of us 
And he would just give us parts to sing that he would just be coming up with on the spot. And he would kind of create these little soundscapes from the singers and be communicating like to start and stop. And, you know, um, we had to be, you had to be very tuned into what he was doing because he would communicate with very small gestures and even just like his eyes would just like yeah. open up and you're like, oh, that means stop. <laughs> and he, he never had to explain when I do this, do this. He, you just know because he's that communicative. He does it to the audience too. Yeah. Just like little, huh? And now, okay, that means they, they have to join in or stop. I love watching and those And so it was videos. just a really unique experience because I, we did two gigs, um, two days in a row, and they were like, there was nothing alike about them. Wow. That's so it awesome. was a privilege. What an experience. Was, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So that was a definitely, you know, I don't get to do stuff like that a lot. I don't like gig with other groups and I pretty much just have my one thing. And, you know, every now and then another, like a some type of video project that might be outside of the normal thing. So to like be on stage with other singers and stuff like that. And then with kind of a legendary person, it was I'm really glad that ha- that was like right before the lockdown. So very fortunate. Were you like anxious or maybe a little bit like upset before those shows and was in he talked to you guys about that uh, by about maybe not being um maybe to just uh settle down and be joyful or was there another way that he described to try to alleviate your anxiety and your and your fright about performing or about the the about the health issues did he just tell you to not worry about it and just just be happy (laughs) <laughs> God damn it. I told you it's dinner time. <laughs> My brain's not firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah. No. No, he didn't. And uh I don't think anybody shouted out a, a request for that song. But one person did it. He, he came on the at the end and said he'll do a little QA, which like in both nights was like literally like three minutes like it wasn't that long really? but he came back on and did a little q a and just like had people shout out something from the audience and one person said like can you do da 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 song um and he's like i said q a not requests and like he just <laughs> didn't indulge it at all and he walked off stage <laughs> like, yeah, he did 90 minutes for you yeah did he do drive settle down no i love that song that's one he my- didn't really do anything that was uh like just him Okay. He was always with like, and he has, he has this core of singers. Two of them in particular have been with him for like a really long time. And then he had this third person who maybe you've heard of him, but if not, you should look him up and whoever's listening should look him up. His name's Louis Cato, C-A-T-O, Louis L-O-U-I-S. Pretty young dude. He's probably like 30 or something. Um, multi-instrumentalist. Um, so he was playing drums and singing and playing guitar and bass. Um, and I think he just plays everything. He's played with Snarky Puppy and like done. Does he he's do, been in that family? <laughs> does he do a lot of the uh, the multi screen videos? Yes, he's done a bunch of those. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, he he just recently really, he recently just did one with a friend of mine, um, Megan, oh yeah? Megan Burt. I might have seen that. He put it on Instagram, I think today. Well, oh, then I don't think I saw it. He's been doing, speaking of someone who's, you know, taking, making the most out of the lockdown, he's been doing a lot of stuff, yeah. but it was a real pleasure to be near him. Um, and just really good singer too. So how you spell his that name? That was fun. C-A-T-O. Louis Cato. Uh, oh, 
Yeah. Yep. That's the guy. That's the guy I was. Yeah. Of. Yep. Really talented. So he's incredible does gigs with Bobby sometimes. And I knew a few other people who, uh, who were doing the singing and there were people from all like many different countries and that that was kind of very purposeful. Um, okay. Um, joining me again is, uh, <laughs> honestly, yeah, like this is you know, the first time I've like, lo- like recorded long stretches of stuff where like this has been a problem. <laughs> so you know, what's been happening anticipate to me? the problem. Even though I know this has been going on with my computer, it usually doesn't happen like and destroy a whole session. So it's all good. You know what's been happening to me a bunch is whenever I get in my car and my Bluetooth uh, of my car hooks up to my phone or my phone hooks up to my car, it's been like just resetting and restarting the the actual like um, infotainment system in my truck it's it's a bunch of bullshit the car the truck's brand fucking new that's unacceptable and it is this day and age it is it is very unacceptable but we talked about a lot evan i think i think we're safe to uh to go back into our pandemic i'm not a john markle uh level yet but you know i have high hopes you know john markle i don't even know what level he is I don't know. I don't know where he's at. He's his. He's in his own world. Just his uh, his his podcast banter is something to behold. It is. It yeah. is. It's something special. I get a lot of emails about it. Yeah. Speaking of emails, I have you received any emails? Like I got I got three emails from this one guy, and it's obviously fake. It's obviously a fake person, but it found its way through the spam because it says hey jesse great show with brian dunn it was truly inspiring and then there's three paragraphs of them trying to sell me on some person to be on this show and i'm why like, do you think Bro, that's fake it's fake it's it's absolutely or i'll read it to you these troubling times have t- i don't but they sent it three times and it says they, want I'm, the, I'm, they like represent an artist and want him to be on your podcast. Yes. But then at the end it says unsubscribe from our emails. Oh. It's definitely, it's soliciting, but it's like, I don't know. Like, first of all, this podcast is invite only and it's going to stay that way. Unless you're someone really famous and you want to come on. Then you come on anytime you want. I mean, they then probably, they no might've just invite. scoured like podcasts and made an email list of people who yeah. run podcasts and then just sent a blast. Yeah. But yeah, maybe, but this is like, it's, it's, a, they, they, they definitely put too much work into something that isn't going to be successful. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> like that, that. but that's the thing. It's like you, they found, they, they named a guest. They named someone that yeah. was on the actual right. show. That's, what, that's how I know they put too much work into it. Like, wow, right. you spent a lot of time doing something that A, isn't going to happen, and B, even if it does, isn't going to make the person any money. <laughs> yeah, very, very strange. Focus your efforts elsewhere, sir. Sir. Um, all right, man. Thanks for doing this. Good talking to you, man. On. Good talking Next to you, Next time too. we'll it's get Dave Carroll on and we'll do what, we wanted, what we've wanted to do. Yeah, we could totally do this like a three-way convo with Dave Carroll, right? Three-way. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. I All think right. we should. 
Cool. Well, thank you very much, man. Peace out, Jesse Scout. Bye. See you later. Thank you so much to Evan for joining me on After the Gig this week. Um, If you are able, check out my live stream at 8 p.m. And we'll hang out. We'll talk. We'll have some uh, laughs. And uh, I'm going to play some songs. So that's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Last couple of times, Instagram didn't work. Uh, I don't know if it's just too many people trying to live stream or if it was a connection issue, but two weeks in a row, it didn't work. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing all you guys and uh, participating. I also want to do a live episode of After the Gig. So what I think is going to happen is next week, I will live stream on my um my after the gig Instagram account and it's just going to be an hour. I'm going to hit record. I'll set up the camera. You guys can ask away your questions and I'm just going to talk and uh, pretty much talk to you guys and we'll do a live after the gig. And I think that's going to be next Tuesday. I will get back to you uh, when that is a certainty, but make sure you stick around for the music in the episode today, this week. And uh, I hope you're all doing well. Don't, let anybody tell you how to feel during this thing. Um, uh, just do your best every day. If you want to read, sit down and read a book in your pajamas, sit down and read a, a book in your pajamas. If you want to watch Ozark all friggin' day, watch Ozark all friggin' day, do whatever you want. Um, just try to try to keep people, uh, safe and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's great. It's great. We're doing we're doing a good thing by staying in and keeping our elderly and people with pre-existing conditions safe. Wear a mask if you have to go out. Um, but other than that, just be nice and uh, and I'll be seeing you soon. Thanks. Heaven help the man who kicks the man has to call.